up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I am your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, from Super Hype Train, it's Whipflash. <laughs> hey. How are you going? Not bad, how are you? I'm good, thank you for being here. Thank you for, oh, thank you for having me. Joining me on this glorious Sunday morning. It's, uh, it's, I don't know about you, but it's miserable where I am. It's oh, yeah, raining no, it's freezing. and cloudy and horrible. It's I can't see out my now. window. It's like entirely frost. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, great. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me. Now, I know nothing about you, Whiplash. <laughs> I don't even know what your real name is. Um, <laughs> So, um, I always get my guests to uh, introduce themselves to the audience just to sort of let them know who they are, where they're from, what they do. So, this will be as much benef- as, as beneficial for me as it is for the listeners because, like I said, I have no idea who you are. I just walked past you on the street. I just grabbed you. I said, come in and do this podcast. I need a guest for this week. No, I was <laughs> just kidding. You re- we, uh, I put the call out on Twitter and you were good enough to reach out and... Uh, and stick your hand up to come on. So, uh, give, give us a little bit of who is your daddy's, what, do what does he do, where are you from, tell us about you, What what is Whip, who is Whip Flash? <laughs> uh, so, my real name is Dylan. I am a podcaster and streamer on Twitch, as well as doing various other jobs. Uh, yeah, I've been playing games for a very long time. I've been doing, uh, use that to sort of get into streaming and podcasting, and now it seems to be pretty much everything I do. So, mm. yeah. 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 Now you're part of uh, now Super Hype Train is part of Ultra Super Mega. Is yes. It not? Excellent. So I had uh, the lovely Perco on uh, the other week. He's uh, rapidly becoming one of my favourite people in the world, <laughs> and um, and he did a, a fantastic job. So the pressure's on. You need to carry the mantle. You need to you know he's, high expectations. He's, he's set a he's set a high bar for the uh, Ultra Super Mega crew. Um, so tell me, tell me a little bit about Super Hype Train. Uh, so Super Hype Train is a podcast that focuses on upcoming games. We generally try to stick to Australian indies, as mm-hmm. uh, or indies in general, really, uh, more the better if they're Australian, as they don't really get the coverage here that we think they deserve, and so many of them sort of slip through the cracks. Uh, we do still cover sort of upcoming AAA titles, titles, like we did God of War and Detroit uh almost human recently mm-hmm. uh and next week yes i think it's i always get them mixed up it's it's annoying <laughs> title. almost human uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, carry on. uh but yeah so we got another indie title on today actually on uh yeah i think it's today we're doing it uh we've got Great. cinema rosa yep. another little australian indie game um and yeah so sort of, sort of what we do we do it for usually roughly about an hour depending on the game uh, yeah, we just sort of yell at each other for an hour about various aspects of the game. It's always a good thing to do, isn't it? Just yell at each other across the room. That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Um, now, the uh, show's going to run a little bit differently today. Uh, I did have a, uh, I guess, a more traditional run put together, uh, you know, rapid fire, main topics, etc. and so on. But um, there's been a... Um, uh, sort of a breaking news story that's that's uh, happened over the last twenty four hours, which which we'll sort of cover straight off the bat, and then we'll get into um, into some rapid fire and some listener questions. But um, uh, you know, like I said, first episode of this show, from time to time, uh, we are going to have to cover things that uh, you know not fun. Like we want to keep this show as upbeat as possible, obviously, and and talk, but still talk about some serious issues and that. So. Um, 
Unfortunately, over the uh, over the weekend um, at Santa Fe High School in Texas, um, which is about 30 miles southeast of Houston in the United States, there was another school shooting. Uh, 10 people confirmed dead. Um, shooter, young man, student at the school, walked into um, the school and basically walked into an art class and, um, and started opening fire. Um, just, I mean... It seems like it's it's my reaction to this was uh, and it's becoming more and more like this every time these things happen is that oh, another one you know, oh, another one like it used to be you'd get shocked you'd be like oh my god no way but now it's um, yeah, it's just happening sort of every other week mm, especially recently it feels like every other week there's another shooting that's happened there's more people dead and, and it's you know it's it's almost expected now. It's, you know, we expect another one next week Two, three weeks from now. There's probably going to be another one if it keeps yeah. up this sort of steady pace. It seems to be uh, riding. So, yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. I mean, it just, I mean, I don't like, there is no end to it. Like this just keeps mm. happening. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. Um, the sh- uh, so the shooter, Demetrios Pag. Bagotsis, I think is how you say his name, um, 17-year-old student at the school, was actually apprehended. So, um, sort of second one that we've had this year where the shooter hasn't taken his own life. He's, he's been mm. apprehended. But And it's very similar to, the, um, uh, to the, the shooting earlier this year in Florida is that this, you know, I, f- I feel like this one, as it's come out, as more sort of details have emerged about this young man is that... Um, this probably could have been prevented. Uh, I mean, obviously, we can talk about gun control and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and and it, you know, we we could go down that path and talk about that. But I feel like we're just beating the dead horse. We're always yeah. talking about you know gun control and take the guns away and that. But nothing, whether that changes or not, I don't know. But perhaps there needs to be more things done. Again, this is a guy who who when you know police have raided the home and they've taken journals and videos and things you know he's written textbooks full of hate speech and and you know um plans for for you know murdering people innocent people and um and this kind of thing his his social media is littered with you know pictures of him with guns and weapons and you know wearing he was a there was a photo of him with a shirt on saying born to kill and um you know the, the whole you know that you know, if if you had to, you know, I guess do like a um, a caricature or whatever of a of a school shooter, you know, this guy fits the bill. Is that mm. the loner, the trench coat, the whole thing, the the you know the dark thoughts and, and all of that? So, um, I feel like these maybe I don't know if we can't if nothing's going to be done about the guns, maybe then it needs to be something done about people who exhibit this kind of behaviour. Mm. I completely agree. I mean, we see it so often. With these school shootings, that the you know the shooters, you know, they're not exactly the quiet person in the back of the class on social media. You know, there's or or even in their own home, there's almost always they find journals of of you know stuff uh, perpetrating hate speech and violence and stuff. And this this could have just been avoided if someone went, "That's that looks wrong." You know, yeah. this person looks dangerous. This could be a risk, and someone just made a phone call. Yeah. Like, hey, this guy looks absolutely dangerous. Can you come check him out and, you know, take these threats seriously? And maybe there would be less of these, you know, like you said, if you're not going to stop the guns, then try and stop the people. Yeah. 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 And of course the, um, 
you know, the politicians and Trump and everyone send their thoughts and prayers, which do nothing. Um, you know, they, you know, they say that Jimmy Kimmel actually came out yesterday and, um, and said something really poignant, um, he, you know, because obviously, the as they do, the politicians, Trump and everyone, they send the oh, our thoughts and prayers will be with you, with you, and this, that, and the other. And and he said, you know, it, yeah, it's it's with yeah, your thoughts and prayers are with these people until there's until it, there's time for you to do something, and you just continue to do nothing. And it's just we just go, you know, round and round in circles with this thing. These these you know, the government is beholden to the you know NRA and and nothing's going to change while there's a you know I don't see anything changing while this government is in place in fact I think every time something like this happens we get closer and closer to a reality where we have armed teachers and these kinds of things in schools which is another this is a terrifying sort of yeah it's for me. it disturbs the hell out of me when that conversation came up I think it was not long after the Florida one mm. uh when they were talking about arming teachers because that just it's, it's even worse it's more unnecessary violence you know more guns in schools to be used in shooting you know mm. just because a teacher is armed doesn't mean that teacher is going to be able to do anything or even keep control of that gun mm. realistically all it takes is one pissed off student to hit a teacher by surprise and bam that's a gun in his hand instead of a gun in the teacher it's it's not a solution it's potentially just another problem yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. It sort of just seems to throw gasoline on the on the fire. I don't see it having a positive impact. Really, um, adding more guns to the situation is, I don't think, is the answer at all. But you know, this is the way that it'll go now, and that they'll deflect the you know, the politicians will deflect, and they'll say that you know, if had there been um, you know an armed teacher, or had there been an armed guard, or had there been this or that or the other, it you know, this might not have happened. So. Um, you know, it's it, it's just it's just happening too much. It just it just it happens is. and it happens and it happens and it's not stopping. Even like yes, there was another shooting last night, like later on yeah. in the day uh, at a graduation in Georgia, and another person shot at a, like a school graduation. Like it's, I was sitting there and I was reading. I was reading. Um, to obviously up on this this story to talk about it, and my partner came into the room and said there was another shooting, and I'm like, because she told me earlier in the morning that, that there'd been a shooting in. in america i'm like yeah i know you told me i'm, I'm reading about it now she's like no another one I'm like you're mm. fucking kidding like you are f- like you have got to be fucking kidding me yeah, it just this, happens and it happens and it happens it shouldn't be happening either there is no reason that this this should be happening that there should be so many guns in one country that a you know underage student can get one so easily and do the kind of damage that's being done mm. you know this doesn't this this doesn't go away you know no no press conference or prayers or anything is going to bring these people back and make these families feel better. And it's just going to keep happening until something else is done. And the solution is never going to be armed guards or more security or anything like that. It's, you know, you've got to tackle the root of the problem, which is always going to be the actual guns. Mm. And that's why this conversation keeps coming up so often because it just keeps happening. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I don't know what else we can say about that. It's sort of, yeah, it is what it is. I guess you know, no yeah. pun intended. That this this will just we're just gonna have to keep. I don't know what happens. Um, hopefully we can see some change, but I don't I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh let's move on to some rapid fire news. Rapid fire. First story: U.S. B fifty two bombers forced to change flight path after North Korea threatened to cancel Trump summit. So this is a an interesting story. Um. 
I, I sort of, you know, Korea have started to get a little bit um, North korea I guess, is for lack of a better term. In the last few days, they, they seem to be getting a little bit antsy. They're starting to come up with excuses and, th- and threats. And it's gone from this very... Um, this very sort of harmonious and looks like they've turned over a new leaf, North Korea to uh, getting a little bit more of that, you know, same old, same old with North Korea going back on their word and that. So basically quick rundown on the story, America and uh, South Korea and Japan, I think were conducting some um, military exercises, nothing that they haven't done for the last decade. Um, Mm. Pretty standard stuff. Uh, North Korea started sort of, saying that, you know, America's trying to provoke them and this, that, and the other. And, you know, they threatened to cancel the um, the summit uh, uh, in Shanghai. And it's all just getting a little bit... Uh, it's now starting to... I- I'm gone from thinking that this is something that it could actually happen to. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing's called off altogether. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. And uh, like you said, it's, it's it almost is like they're being provoked, you know, in both directions, you know, the... The Korea's always throwing out these threats more consistently of, you know, nuclear war and violence. And the U.S. just kind of keeps poking back. Yeah. And the the more this goes on, the, the more scarier it seems that things are going to get cancelled. And it's just going to start actually devolving into violence rather than he said, she said. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a scary thought. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um and this coming, you know, a couple of days after uh, Trump threatened to decimate North Korea if they don't denuclearize, going the sort of the Libya route. Mm. Um, it's just, I mean, it's it's very undiplomatic, obviously. Um, think coming for a leader who on on the precipice of peace talks with a rogue nation to be making comments like "We'll decimate you" and "We'll." have you overthrown mm. and you'll die and using things like um the you know the libyan Gaddafi situation as a sort of uh a pointer to what could happen if they don't sort of mm. toe the line so uh it's a volatile situation as it has been as it's always been so it'd be um i'd be very interested to see how uh, how it develops and obviously we're only three or so weeks away as of today from the summit so very interesting to see how it all goes next story uh, after protests at the gaza strip um, against the transfer of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, Israeli forces opened fire on the thousand-strong protesters, killing 60 people and injuring more than 1,200. Um, just the more violence in the Middle East. Um, yeah. Really horrible story, this one. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it's, it's just more senseless violence, more deaths that could have been prevented by someone just not pulling your trigger. You know, regardless of what's currently happening in the Middle East, it do- it shouldn't devolve into this. You know, there doesn't need to be senseless deaths over these arguments. Yes, these people are, are sadly living, you know, in horrible, horrible places and situations. You know, as as this, because uh, I was reading up on this story uh, that you sent me the other day, and the the reason that these protests are happening is because of the appalling conditions that they're living in, and just. None of this should be happening. There shouldn't be, you know, people living in as as it was described as like caged in a toxic slum, and it's it shouldn't be happening. These people shouldn't be stuck in there. There shouldn't be, you know, violence, shooting people, arguing that they shouldn't be stuck in these places. And it's it's just it's horrible. It's just more senseless violence. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's not great, and it's it, there's going to be a. Um, uh, 
you know, a, the UN are going to send a um, sort of an, a, a war crimes investigation mm. into to Israel to sort of investigate why this has happened and why, I guess, a live gunfire was used as a deterrent to these protests. And there's, you know, there's talk on both sides that, mm. you know, Israel was... Uh, provoked into into opening fire that the you know the protests from Palestine were um, were getting violent. They were throwing bombs and petrol and you know all kinds of different things back over and as were you know Israel back into the into the protests. But I think the um, you know all of that was non lethal as far as I could tell, um, violent and and irreprehensible regardless. But I think that the Israeli response to op- to, to live gunfire against um, protesters, which are a large like there were thousands and thousands of these yeah. protesters there, and, and a large sect of them you know peacefully protesting, but to open fire. I found I think that that's just um, you know it's it's it, it's sh- that should not be a a resort like they sh- they should not have resorted yeah. to that it's it is the yeah. very last 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 resort and for it to have broken down to that is um is, is very it's terrible stuff obviously it's, you know more than sixty people have lost their lives and thousands are injured and um it'll be um you know it's genocide just about mm. you know, it's it's yeah. uh, it's horrible so um again story developing uh it will you know we'll find out more about the response from israel as to what happened they've been condemned from you know quite a lot of uh you know countries uh the, the turkish president obviously is another one who's, who's sort of spoken out against israel and, and the way they've handled this situation and um you know america and uk and that obviously is israelis are uh, an ally so they've been less i guess um I guess they've, they haven't really said anything about it, you know. The yeah, UK, I believe the UK actually, yeah, they abstained from I think there was four countries in total that abstained from voting. Mm. It was either four or 14. It's it's one of those two numbers. But either way, the fact that people, you know, that uh, nations could justify abstaining from, from, you know, voting and potentially doing the right thing and sending this, uh, you know, this investigation team out there because this, as you know, as you said, this shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't have been the the first resort to a, a protest, you know, live fire into a crowd. It's, it's not right. It's not okay. No, absolutely not. Uh, next story. A little bit more up your alley. Twitch streamer Ninja has caused controversy, not by doing anything bad, but by stopping swearing. Popular streamer has vowed to cut down on the profanity to make himself more family friendly. I'm all for this. Uh, you know, Twitch, Twitch is more and more in recent years becoming a more of a, a I guess a younger platform uh, as as people like Ninja and uh, other YouTubers and stuff start moving over to Twitch with their you know relatively younger audiences from other platforms uh, come with them and it, you know it gets to the point where it's not a bad idea filtering yourself mm. especially especially as was uh, said by his his wife that a lot of the fans coming up to him, uh, on the street where young kids, you know, really young kids. And it's, yeah, it's all for him for being able to do it, you know, for tailoring, I guess, his his streams to the younger audience that he does have. Mm, 
Mm. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's very smart. I mean, yeah. that's he's he's only going to broaden his. I mean, I don't imagine that. I mean, there, there probably is a large sect of his audience that tune in just to hear him um, pop off and and curse and and mm. say you know some ridiculous things that he said before. I've heard a couple of sort of clips of some stuff that he's he's gone off on a bit of a tirade yeah. and, and mildly entertaining. Um, probably sometimes a little bit over the top, but that's sort of what the youth are into these days. But uh, he look at me, I sound like a bloody old man. <laughs> kids are into the swears um but i think it's clever i think it's smart i think you know i used to do a sports podcast and i i made sure that it was uh you know it was wasn't explicit at all with no swearing or anything like that to make it more family friendly so that you know mom or dad can listen to it in the car on the way to drop the kids off at school and don't have to worry about you know turning it down or turning it off or waiting till the kids aren't in the car it just opens your audience up a little bit more um and i don't think you lose much from taking profanity out and that kind of thing so i think it's i think it's a smart move you make yourself more accessible family you know mums and dads are going to be more and it'll bring more people in because kids will be watching it the parents will be happy to watch it you know you might have a sort of a young um, you know, parent, you know, mother or father who watches Twitch, who's comfortable then to bring their child into watching it, just fosters a new generation, a new audience. So I think he's very yeah, smart in the way that he's done things, and doesn't seem to be ta- like putting a foot wrong. This bloke, he, he seems no. to be doing everything by the book. So yeah, he's he's doing really well. It was one of the, I guess, more um, uh, safe for, for lack yeah. of a better word, uh, top uh, content creators out there at the moment because so many of them are doing so many stupid things and. Uh, you know, just content that I don't want to watch myself, let alone see you know younger people watch. So he's definitely one of the better ones out there at the moment. Mm. He's doing mm. a lot right and not as much wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep, agree, agree. Next story: the royal wedding happened over the weekend, and the next story: after Chris Pratt <laughs> caught flack for earning more than five times. His Jurassic World co-star, Bryce Dallas Howard, the Hollywood pay gap discussion has again erupted with Benedict Cumberbatch declaring he will only accept roles where his female co-stars are paid equally to him. I, you know, I think this is this is great. This is all the power to him. You know, yeah, this is, unfortunately, will make, I guess, a bit of an impact on, mm. on his actual career. You know, he might actually get less roles offered to him and, and stuff like that. But it's it's it needs to happen. I mean, there is no reason whatsoever that men should be paid more for, you know, same roles as women in, in Hollywood. I mean, at the end of the day, they're doing the same thing. They're actors. If they're mm. getting paid more purely, be, you know, I guess because of their gender, then it's shouldn't happen. It's, you know, yeah. it's not fair. It's, I don't know, this is an interesting one, and I sort of fall somewhere in the middle on this, and I'm, I'm all for equality and that kind of thing, but not for I'm not for equality for equality's sake. I find that mm. to be almost... Um, the antithesis of equality it goes you know it goes the other way and that you know if you look at all right if you have a look at um you know jurassic world for instance mm. and the first movie bryce dallas howard chris pratt chris pratt you know earns obviously a lot more than than bryce dallas howard but he's also a bigger draw and movie studios have got to make their money back. So, like, there's reasons he's getting paid a lot more. Mm. You know, he's, he's the reason that people are going to come and see that movie. Like, nothing against Bryce Dallas Howard. She's a fine actress. Yeah. But I don't think anyone's going to see Jurassic World because she's in it. She's mm. not, you know, she's not the draw card. So, I think there's a, there's a there's an interesting discussion to be had around, well, what's, you know, are you pay, are you paying people just for like are you just giving them equal pay for equality's sake or are you giving them mm. equal pay because they do 
you know, as an equal amount or they deliver an equal amount. So um, I work in sales. And if I, um, you know, sell 20 times more than, you know, a counterpart of mine, they, I'll earn more money because my bonuses will be higher yeah. or whatever. So should that person get the same amount as I get just so that we're equal? Like it's got to be sort of a performance yeah. um, aspect to it. Uh, I'm, I'm, the, so I guess from that point of view, I'm sort of more like, well, if someone's... Okay, I'll give you another example. Um the movie uh, Passengers with the ha- Chris yeah. Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in it. Mm. Jennifer Lawrence got paid a hell of a lot more than Chris Pratt in that movie because she was a bigger draw card at the time. She was a bigger star. So there's no, do you know what I mean? Like, so there's no discussion yeah. on that end about him getting paid the same as her. Yeah, um, it's it's you definitely have to sort of figure out if if that is the case. So if he's getting paid like a hugely significant amount more because it is the draw, or if he's mm. if if that pay gap is so high because just as a default, she's getting paid significantly less because of, of the, the gender thing. It's, it's a hard and it's a pointed discussion. You know, it's, yeah. there's always going to be vehemently equality people on one side going, this shouldn't have happened no matter what. This should always mm. be an equal pay rate. Uh, mm. Not that, you know, Hey, he did significantly more. That's why he's getting paid mm. more. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree. He was definitely the bigger draw in that movie. And, yeah, maybe you should have gotten paid a little bit more because of that. But it's it's a difference between, I guess, him getting paid uh, just, you know, a bit of a bonus on top of being a draw or if he's getting, you know, three times her pay, Five. for example, for yeah. for both being, yeah. you know, for they were both technically leading roles in that movie. So, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, regardless of if he was the better better draw. Yeah, no, you make an interesting point. I guess if... if um... Yeah, I'm sort of more in the in the camp of if you know, if the if 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 it's not a gender thing, if it's just he's just done this much more, yeah. to bring this much more in, um, then he gets paid that much more. Like if it was if it was two men who were who were co-stars, yeah, and this you know, argument wouldn't even happen. Exactly. So if he if Chris Pratt say it was Chris Pratt and Johnny Knoxville, whatever I don't mm. know, Chris Pratt gets paid ten million dollars and Johnny Knoxville gets paid two million dollars, and they're both the co-stars of the movie. I don't see, like you said, I don't see that this this converse, this even being a conversation. Yeah. So if if someone say it's say it's um, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence now do a movie together, and mm. arguably now they're both you know as big a draw cards as each other. They're both very you know high profile actors, actresses, and there's a pay gap there. Then yeah, okay, then then there's an issue. So if it's if it's an, if people if actresses getting paid less than actors because they're females then that is absolutely wrong. Yeah, and they should absolutely yeah. be paid equal. But if they're getting paid less because they're bringing less to the movie or for whatever reason it is, then I'm, I'm not sure I feel that, you know, I, I, I sort of, I waver on it a little bit, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, the hard thing is, is looking at it from, I guess, the outside like we are, when it's hard to tell if what exactly is happening. You know, mm. we, we're not looking at the paychecks or the, you know, who's signing it going, Hey, these, yes, I'm going to pay him more because he's just, he's, he's, you know, he's a guy. Yeah. Cool. Extra, yeah. you know, $3 million for this. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. We just to be fair, that's see bullshit. the end results. Yeah. That's bullshit. If someone's yeah. being paid more because of their gender, absolutely. That's bullshit. Yeah. But it's, if it's, if it's specifically performance related, then I, I have no issue with it. Um, interesting though. I think it's what Benedict Cumberbatch doing ultimately very noble thing you know mm. taking uh, saying that he will only accept movies uh, obviously he's quite a big um, you know 
draw to cinema these days. He's a big star. He's, he's had a lot of reading, leading roles, etc., and so on. Um, so a very noble thing for him to do to say, I'll only take, you know, I'll only take roles where my co-stars are paid equally. Question, and I saw this question posed on Twitter the other day. I think it might have been John O'Peck who who suggested it, but very interesting thing to do. But where's that extra money coming from? And is he taking a pay cut? Or is he asking that they get a pay rise? Because there's only a certain amount of budget. Like, is he going to work yeah, into a film and they go, Benedict, we want you to do this role. Bryce Dallas Howard's going to be your co-star. Here's a a uh, here's a contract for $10 million. And he goes, great. What's Bryce Dallas Howard getting paid? And they go, $3 million. And he goes, oh, well, no, we I have to be paid equal to her. They're like, fine, here's a new contract, $3 million. So... What I would like to know is, is he taking a pay cut or is he asking for them to get a pay rise? Because it's, it's, that, that also makes it interesting. If he's, it willing does, to, yeah. if he's willing to go backwards and take a pay cut, then I, I admire him for that. But if he's not, then I'd sort of go, oh, well, yeah, you, get, you're either, the, you can't be half pregnant. You're either full in or you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time, that's, it's also another interesting argument there because it's, you could argue that he, if he was pushing for the, the pay rise, you could argue that he's pushing... Uh, still pushing for equal pay because he wants them to get paid more and equal men rather than taking the pay cut. At the same time, if he takes the pay cut, then it looks even more noble. And it's, you know, it's uh, both, both potentials could be argued, Mm. you know, in a, in a good light, Mm, I guess. mm, mm, mm. I guess I'd like to have a bit more of a, um, uh, I guess a clearer understanding of what this equality work for someone like Benedict Cumberbatch and this, what does that actually mean to you? Does that mean that you're willing to take a pay cut? Does that mean you're willing to, um, you know, you're wanting your co-stars to be paid more money? I- I'd like that to be a little bit clearer. Yeah. Um, if you're, if, uh, if our listeners out there, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the subject. Um, you know, do you, where do you stand on the Hollywood pay gap? Do you think that men and women should be paid equally regardless? Or do you think there is a bit of a uh, performance aspect to it? You can write in to it is what it is at 8bit.net. Let us know your thoughts. Also, you can tweet at us on Twitter, obviously. You can't tweet at us in real life because that would be strange. Next story. Uh, Senate Democrats narrowly win a vote to have so-called net neutrality rules that ensure unobstructed access to internet uh, overturned. So basically, um, everyone knows the story. The FCC has uh, had implemented um, or had, had, had moved to a, um, abolish the rules instated by the Obama government for net neutrality, um, which basically, I guess, to put it simply, net neutrality, if you don't know what it is, is the... Make, gives internet providers the ability to um, increase, decrease speeds of certain websites and mm. platforms um, and basically forces them to pay more or you can pay more as a consumer to get you know access to a, a website faster. It's a very complicated issue, but it's, it's bullshit. I mean, the yeah. whole thing is bullshit. It really um, is. It's a very, very dangerous thing. It's it basically, um, it's a very... It's a very big stepping stone to the way of being able to control the information that is readily available, basically. Um, it's a very dangerous situation. But uh, moves are being made by the Democrats to um, to repeal and, and, and get these rules instated that, that keep everything on a level playing ground. Um, this is a developing story. Where do you sort of come down on the whole thing? I mean, probably the same way as most of us yeah. internet uh- people. Definitely. It's, you know, this these rules shouldn't have been abolished in the first place. These rules uh, prevent service from providers from, uh, like you said, a charging us more for certain sites and speeds and, and being able to sort of monitor and control what speeds and access we get to sites, which is is horribly dystopian. But it also gives them, uh, from my understanding of it anyway, also essentially gives them 
more freedom to do whatever the hell they feel like with the information they're getting mm. from you. Mm. Uh, because, the, you know, uh, the way it works, obviously, packets come in and out. The ones you're sending out are supposed to... Uh, your, your ISP is supposed to pretty much ignore. Uh, they're supposed to do nothing with, not look at it. You know, you're supposed to be private, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. It's, it's not... Uh, in the the I guess the more practical sense of the word, it's not secure. You know, it's it's it is what it is. But the idea is that <laughs> uh, net neutrality stops providers from looking at all this information and selling it off. Essentially, going, uh, yeah. hey, we know this person is doing exactly this and is frequently browsing these sites. Let's sell all of his information to these particular advertisers for. So they can make sure that he's getting these ads and we'll make sure he's getting it too because we can do that now because neutrality is gone and we have control over what he views and stuff. It's just, it takes away what the internet currently is, which is, you know, it's... it's Freedom free. of information. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's... This is pretty fucked up. But I think... Um, I mean, it's this very scary thing. It's very Orwellian. It's very like we're going to control the flow of information. It's very like uh, uh, like China does things like this where you don't have access to a lot of different sites and when you can't actually read, you can, there's, there's a restriction on the, the flow of information. Yeah. Um, so it is very, it, like you, you hit the nail on it, very dystopian. Um, I mean, moves are being made. This will probably get flipped because um, the house is controlled by the republicans so um but the midterms are coming up so there's a really good opportunity for and 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 the the democrats are, are going in a way that's really they're aiming themselves at the young voters um yeah they're Which really looking the right thing to do i mean yeah. at the end of the day we're the ones that care more about the internet yeah uh and i guess i'm more sensitive to this topic like if i said the words net neutrality to my grandmother, for example, or even my mother, really. Uh, yeah, they'd be like, what the fuck, like, that? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, you know, who cares? Or even mm. if, you know, gave them the rough explanation of, hey, it just lets them charge us for things and use our information and stuff. They're just like, eh. Yeah. So, and, you know, they, I guess the younger generation feels its impact more and is more frightened of it, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'd love to see the, the Democrats make some impact in the midterms. Um, they've got a... I was reading an article before. They've got a three-pronged approach, they say. So, the legalization of marijuana, which we've spoken about on this show before. Um, again, these are all American issues. So, this yeah. isn't... You know, this isn't really affected us. But the gun control debate, which we've obviously spoken about earlier today, they're, they're sort of working towards... And obviously, net neutrality is their, their third prong. So, um, you know... How does this end up? I don't know. Uh, it is very terrifying. This is obviously a step back in the right direction. Whether it continues on, I have no idea. But I guess we'll, um, I guess we'll just find out, won't we? We're just yeah. gonna, we're just gonna write it out. Hope for, uh, hope for the best. Uh, okay, wait. That's the end of rapid fire. How about we do some listener questions? Yeah, let's go. Cool. First question comes from Harper in New South Wales. And Harper writes in and says, Dear, it is what it is. In this celebrity-obsessed world of ours, do celebrities have the right to privacy? Actors, singers, politicians, celebrities strive to be seen and heard from their perspective professions, but does it mean the media and the public have the right to invade every aspect of their lives? At the end of the day, these people are like you and I, and I think they deserve their privacy. On the flip side, one could say they signed up for this life, and there have been more than a few cases of celebrities selling their privacy to the media to heighten their own profiles. Topical example is Meghan Markle and her family. While she chose this life, her family have been thrust into the public spotlight and media scrutiny. 
Uh, it's an interesting question. I think this is obviously um, I, I I very uh, deliberately brushed over the the royal wedding because it's mm. um, it just it just shits me to tears. Um, <laughs> I I could give I literally could give zero fucks less than like there is no more fucks less I could give about the royal wedding. Yeah, but, like I um, came home from work yesterday and my mother was watching it and just you know gushing on about the wedding i'm like i don't care it's taken over my household the last yeah. week it's been horrible everyone's talk- going in places they're talking people are talking about it I'm like, i don't care i don't care even my might- slightest <laughs> uh a friend of mine she's she's very british and she was telling me that she doesn't care either but i'm like you'll be watching it i was thinking to myself last night i bet you she's watching she's gushing over the dress um i mean i don't dislike the royal family just to be yeah. fair, I want to make that clear. Someone suggested to me last, a friend of mine suggested to me last night. He's like, you hate them, don't you? I was like, I don't hate them. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, just don't care. To the question at hand. Uh, I, I find this, I, I think that, um, I think that, that, you know, celebrities, actors, singers, politicians, whoever they be, are very much entitled to their privacy. Definitely. Absolutely. Because they are human beings as well. Just because they're in the public spotlight doesn't mean that they have to that we are entitled as a public to know exactly what's going on behind closed doors. That's their lives. Like no one, you, I, anyone, we don't, you know, no one has a right to know what we do when, you know, when the doors are shut and what's yeah. going on in our personal lives. And I feel like they should be afforded the same respect. Um, however, if you invite someone into your personal life, um, things like the Kardashians and stuff like that. Mm. So like they could never claim, oh, just give us our privacy. It was like, well, actually you've yeah. made a living out of, yeah, you, know, you have TV shows personal. about this and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I, I think the the interesting thing is there is the the reason they're in the spotlight isn't even because of their private lives. It's because they're you know they're I guess they're it's an art form you know they're actors, singers, writers, whatever they're providing entertainment through those roles, and we as people just seem to have this intense fascination of wanting to know every little bit about them when we have no need to. Mm. You know, there is no reason I need to 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 know exactly what uh I guess, you know, what this famous actor is doing behind closed doors. I don't I don't need to. Mm. I just need to see what they're doing on screen. Yep. Because that's what they're there for. They're paid to entertain me and it's you know, it's what I want. It's fun. I don't mm. need to know what clothes they wear inside or what hobbies they have or whatever it is they do in the privacy of their own homes of where they shop or whatever, or all these inane articles that come from the paparazzi about the, just the tiny things they do. And it's, mm. you know, it's, it's horrible. You don't need to know these things. They deserve private lives. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I spoke. We, we spoke. I think episode three of this show um, spoke about the uh, Barnaby Joyce situation with his mistress and all that. And I was like, I made the point that I don't think that it's our. Like that's a very personal thing for him in his personal life. No one needs to know or has the right to know about all of that. Um, you know, let the gov- let the politicians govern, let the actors act, let the singers sing, and if they, you know, if they so for to give it the Meghan Markle situation, um, yeah. her father, for instance, uh, has been the the subject of conversation. Um, it not sickens me, but it's frustrating me that I know enough about this situation. Like I said, everyone's here talking about it. I haven't really listened to, done any research about it. This is just me listening to people blabbing. But um, I think, so there's a thing. He went and staged a heap of 
photos of the paparazzi. Yeah. So that like, and then, you know, then to claim and then to sort of preach the oh, privacy, I'll oh, give me my privacy and this, that and the other, like fucking bullshit. Like yeah. you did that to yourself. You welcome those people. You put yourself in the spotlight. You have to now deal with that. But if he had have been, you know, if, if it had just been him being photographed and that kind of thing, well, then, then yeah, obviously I'm, yeah. I'm not for that. But he he put he brought that on himself. So yes, um, you know, can uh, you can't you you just can't okay yeah. you just can't. Uh, next story. Oh, actually, that's more of a question. Uh, it is it is definitely a question. It's not a story. So we're doing listener <laughs> questions. It's, it's early. It's Monday, it's Sunday morning. I'm only like three quarters of the way through my coffee. It's fine. Uh, Wes from Queensland writes in and says, "What do you hear?" In regards to the Laurel Yanni audio clip, oh, these keeps, this keeps popping up, and this I'm almost the, sick of this hearing is the blue about dress, it. This, this is the blue dress, gold dress. This is the green shoe, pink shoe. This is now Yanni or Laurel, Yanni or Laurel. I see. I, I might not even be pronouncing one of them right because who knows if I've heard it yet. <laughs> yeah. What do you hear? Uh, I did check it out yesterday, and I definitely hear Yanni, which oh, is you're the, fucking, you the high not. pitch, which is you, the high pitch sound or the high, higher frequency sound. Uh, it's, 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 these things are interesting just because of, of how they work. But at the same time, I am sick of these becoming trending things that (laughs) I see all over my goddamn news feeds of people (laughs) arguing about this topic. Like, I don't care what name you hear in an audio file. That's really, really bad quality. I'm just going to say you're wrong because it's actually (laughs) Laurel. So there's that. We'll just get that out of the way. But, uh, I have to disagree to be honest. I find these really fascinating in just how the human brain works and how it works differently for other people and how some people hear different things, see literally see different things and how they work. And um, I, I, I find these things fascinating when they come up because it's sort of, you can be sitting next to someone and go, what do you hear? And they hear something completely different to you. I, I find that absolutely bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, the way that works is fascinating. I just, I don't need to see it every second tweet for mm. the past four days mm. since mm. it's happened. It's It gets to a point where these things become less of a hey, this is really interesting to more of a, everyone's talking about this. Mm. I can't Mm. escape it. Mm. There are actual things I'd rather be hearing right now rather than the the seventh person in the past 20 minutes going, I hear this. And it's, (laughs) it's, it gets to a point where this this should not be completely trending news. But that's part of the discussion though, isn't it? That's part of the, um, you know, the, like, that's that that's part of the the whole thing is the people like what is that person's what is everyone like if it was just like here's the thing and what do you think and like then it's over but the whole i guess the whole you know it's it's more the discussion around who hears what and that and the mm. the, the sort of the funny debate that, that erupts i find uh, i find actually if you if you have if you look at the internet as the way that it is and half the bullshit that we have to deal with and the, the terrible you know um, trolling and the hate and all and all that kind of crap that is also on the internet. This is something that I th- I find these things quite good because it, it's good, you know, um, fun spirited banter. It's you know, there's no malice in it. It's just people having a laugh and, and having a bit of fun with something that's that I find really fascinating. So um, I, I don't mind it at all. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, next question, dear, it is what it is, and this comes from George B in Victoria and Georgie asks what's your thoughts on the lockout laws personally I think nothing good happens after midnight anyway if you want to keep going why not just take the party home now I'm a Melbourne boy 
and uh, you're a Sydney boy. And we used to have the lockout laws here in Melbourne, which have been abolished because they didn't really fix anything. In fact, they, I think they made things worse because people would just get really, really drunk um, earlier and quicker because they knew they had to. And then they would go outside and then everyone would be locked down on the street and they would just start punching on. Um, so it was a terrible, terrible idea. Thankfully, we got rid of it. Sydney still has lockout laws. How does it affect your party going life? It works. <laughs> at all no. i think it's it's just frustrating uh and as for the the little part about why not to stake at home uh i live in an apartment <laughs> with 24 other people like in you know in the in the whole unit. i was gonna it's say like that must be a fucking packed <laughs> apartment yeah uh so you know there's you know there's young families in this apartment block as well you know and i don't have the space to take my eight friends home and continue mm. drinking in this tiny apartment because <laughs> it just doesn't work mm-hmm. it's, uh, interesting and I think they do more harm than good, uh, other than, of course, the fact that people are getting super drunk earlier and it's just, it's becomes more of a mess in the city earlier. It's, it really does harm businesses. Mm. Uh, I think you see it as a lot, not just here, but especially in Brisbane, who mm. also have the lockout laws at the moment. Okay. Uh, a lot, and I mean, a lot of their bars are closing and, uh, you know, lots of businesses are just not surviving on lockout laws because- you know, this that's the only time they get their income yeah. is is during that out you know that sort of 5 p.m ish mark towards uh the lockout uh, and it kills smaller businesses you know it's how do they thrive if no one can come in after mm. a certain point mm-hmm. uh I, I this the reason they were put in place in the first place i completely you know understand this the the violence from drinking shouldn't have happened uh it was senseless and stupid and i just don't think this was the way to fix it because it hasn't really worked with you know it's we still hear stories of of you know one punch attacks and all that kind of stuff happening of people getting hurt and hasn't fixed anything so i don't know why they're still there in the first place all it does is just make it more annoying yeah for sure for sure yeah i'm not a fan just let the people drink and um and uh, hopefully everyone just gets along. <laughs> um, and our last question comes from Saskia Peterson from WA. Um, and she writes in, and says, Saskia's a girl's name, isn't it? Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. it's a girl's name. And she says, Dear Jack, has the reliance on internet dating significantly diminished the chance of meeting people in the old-fashioned way, or am I just being negative? Or maybe it's my face. <laughs> Saskia, I'm sure that you have a lovely face. Don't be silly. Uh, and I absolutely do think that internet dating, things like Tinder and Bumble and these fucking weird, bizarre things have diminished the chance of meeting people in the old-fashioned way because i tell you what, with Flash, if Tinder had been a thing when I was 21, I don't even, I mean, I don't even want to know what that fucking <laughs> world looks like. i tell you what, it is just too easy you know what you used to have to like go up to a girl and and ask them like their name and their number and now it's just flick swipe fucking wooshka and you're you're, all of a sudden you're in bed and then she's pregnant and then you've got to somehow work out how to deal with that and it's just the whole thing i I don't know i'm 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 only 28 right so i'm not this this old decrepit man even though sometimes i can comes across like i'm maybe i'm a little bit i'm definitely old-fashioned um but uh, I just I find it bizarre and and slightly terrifying as well the the world that we live in now where the uh, emotional substantial relationships can be 
predicated off swipe of a fucking on an app. Um, where do you where do you come down on internet dating and this kind of thing? Uh, I, I'm very uh, in between. I think uh, for I let me ask you, Tinder, Fred, let me let me preface this. Are you on Tinder or uh, I was at ah! one point. Yes. Yeah, um, there you go. I think uh, the interesting thing is is a lot of these apps that people consider dating apps and consider themselves dating apps really aren't being used for dating. No, uh, which is That's an interesting uh, argument as it is. Like if we take Tinder as the example, uh, more often than not, Tinder's not used for dating. It's used for more for just quick hookups. Yeah, um, it's. <sighs> Internet dating, I think, is a good idea because it does help people. But at mm-hmm. the same time, uh, yeah, it does get harder to just talk to people in the street. And more often than not, even when you try to talk to people uh, that you find interesting, just sort of, you know, say at a bar, for example, or at a you know cafe or whatever, more often than not, they just don't want to talk to you back. So <laughs> it's uh, more often than not, you'll say something and you get that uh, kind of pissed off look of, mm. Who but are you? What are you doing? Isn't why, that why better? Isn't that better than connecting online? And okay, I'll give you a scenario. Okay, so you're saying like in the bar, you walk up to this girl in the bar, you think she's kind of good looking, you think maybe she like shot your look, you might go over, see what's going on, see if there's a vibe there. Is, a, is that a word the kids use these days? Vibe. <laughs> anyway, so you go up to this girl and you ask her. You say, you know, hi, I'm. My name's Whip Flash. <laughs> you probably don't use that. You probably use your real name. Oh, you know, I go up and say, hi, my name's Jack. And which, and she gives you the don't argue. And she just says, no, nah, I'm not interested, mate. Turn mm. around, like, you know, on, on your bike, you know. Um, uh, isn't that better than connecting with someone online? Let's say through Tinder. You swipe on... Which way do you swipe? Is it left or right for the... Uh, still right for yes. Left it's just become left. second nature for you. Isn't it? You don't even need to think about it. Like, oh, shh, shh, shh. Um, you know, you swipe... On the link, the thing, the girl, and she swipes on you. You go, oh, hello, we go. Match made in heaven. This could be the one. And then you start a little bit of banter in the back and forth. And you go, hey, do you want to meet up? Maybe we can go and have like a frozen yogurt. And she's like, yeah, sure. I love frozen yogurt. That's kind of quirky and different. Maybe this guy's really cool. And then you go catch up and it is really fucking awkward and really weird. And then there's the thing where you're like, she's kind of cute. And she's made some, she, she's interested. Maybe she's, and then she's being really weird. because She's like, I, I'm really not interested. I'm not feeling it. And then you go and then you message her and she doesn't reply and then you get all upset and it just uh, these these are anecdotal stories that I'm repeating by yeah. the way <laughs> uh, but at the same time all of that happens with with just normal dating as well but does skipping, it but like that's the, the thing I feel, I feel it like totally still happens I there's feel still like that you would very skip, awkward you would just day. avoid all that altogether if you don't like if you don't do the, the internet thing I think the thing you avoid with the internet is you skip the the, the awkward super awkward first encounter of going do you want to meet because you don't have to do that face to face. You can, you can. I guess it's easier to strike up that initial conversation mm, of, mm, mm. you know, hi, this is who I am. This is who you are. Let's mm, talk. Let's see mm. if there's, you know, any interest here whatsoever. Mm, mm, and it takes out the pressure of having to be in the same room as that person, which for. This is not the fucking point, just to be in the same room? Yeah, I, but for a lot of people, that's the scary part. Uh, I guess not love not is, scary love as is in scary. love is scary well, not scary is in the point that oh I'm nervous of being rejected it's more scary is in the point of uh, you know these social situations are super frightening to some people like yeah, I for example yeah, have uh, pretty bad social anxiety and I hate mm. talking to random people mm. 
uh, in in bars and stuff like that because mm-hmm. it just it it throws me off. I get okay. nervous and okay. just I turn into a crappy person and I don't like it. Okay. And things Fair I get enough. into dating take out that initial very scary point mm. of uh, just that just the the simple I guess hello. I mean. Mm. I think there's still definitely room for that kind of stuff. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I just think that dating apps are just uh, an extra tool to help. Okay. You know, not everyone is inclined socially to be able to go out and do that, uh, you know, talking to people and and doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, dating apps just make that bit a little bit easier for them. Mm. Now I feel really insensitive. You made me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but you okay. Fair. Enough. I, I can say that you make a good point. You make a um, you make a really good point about. Yeah. I guess yeah, sort of that barrier for entry for some people is a little bit bigger than than others. And um, uh, I didn't I didn't think of it that way. So uh, yeah, yeah I appreciate and you definitely insight. still get the awkward encounters of people just not texting back and yeah, yeah, and yeah. awkward dates and stuff like that. That doesn't go away. That's when I you send the just... dick pic, right? That's when you send the dick pic. Yeah. When they yeah, don't that's what I've been told. I think that's how that works. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing that I just find absolutely bizarre. There's a big part of me that's like, God, I'm glad I was just like, like someone locked me down when I was <laughs> ball and chained me when I was 21, so I didn't have to experience all this stuff. I imagine, I imagine herpes is a lot more um, prevalent these days than it used to be. <laughs> oh goodness, goodness gracious, well, Saskia. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I mean, it's up to you, Saskia. If you feel that maybe you're uh, you're in a position where you know you find those situations awkward, um, then yeah, maybe go with the dating apps. But I personally, I think that it, you you'll find much more rewarding um, relationships uh, with people in if you interact with someone in your real life. Maybe it's someone that you see at your, your yoga class or at your local frozen yogurt shop or at work or something like that. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit more old school. But I understand that there's obviously the new school aspect to it uh now whip can i call you what what do you prefer is whip okay for sure yeah yeah it's fine whip um cool whip it's time for our itunes review of the week uh and this week's review comes from jp3311 and he drops an excellent five stars thank you jp3311 for the five stars and the title of the review is interesting discussion And it reads, The relatable hosts bring a refreshing take on the latest headlines with a fun vibe and banter to bring it home. Keep it up. Thank you so much, JP3311. I very much appreciate uh, the review and the the kind words. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are feeling generous, you can head on over to iTunes, leave us a review, make sure you subscribe to the show. Um, The reviews very much do help with uh, getting the word out there, making us discoverable. They bump us up in the... uh, in the searches when people are looking for certain topics to listen to, it just makes us a little bit more discoverable and, and, it, and, and it warms the cockles of my heart as well. So that's very much a, that's another thing. There's something you can do. If you want to meet someone, give, leave a review on their podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that they'll appreciate it. You never know. You might spark yeah. up a, uh, a relationship from someone. Just drop your phone number in someone's like iTunes or you'd be like, Hey, you sound really sensual. Here's my number. Um, <laughs> drop it in there. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, it is very like all all the listeners, everyone who's left a review, it is very much appreciated, and um, and we, I look forward to reading more and more every single week. We're getting close though; we're getting close to not having many to read. We've had quite a few, which has been great, but we we're, we're approaching that uh, that point where we're going to run out of reviews. So head on over, leave a review. I will read it out on the show. I promise you. I promise you that. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net. And you can follow us on Twitter. Whitflash is at Whitflash191. I am at Cruzy underscore mate, and 8-Bit is that we are 8-Bit on all the socials. Whitflash, what's the significance of the 191? I honestly don't even remember at this point. It's just like that. There was already 190 whip flashes, so you had to go 191. Is that something like that? I think it was. I mean, I've had this username for like 15 odd years, I think. It came across on a forum somewhere or Mm -hmm. something that I signed up for. It was like, I need a random name. All I remember at the time when I came up with it was when the the ads for like Need for Speed Underground 2 were running. Huh. And I, th- I, th- I think they used the like whiplash in the in the the trailer, and I think I just went cool. Let's just add an F to that, mm. and yeah, I just I don't even know where it comes from at this point. I'm just I'm stuck with it now. <laughs> yeah, it's not me going too. anywhere. Hey, I'm stuck with the underscore cruisy underscore mate. I was yeah, probably 15 years actually it would have been um, since I created my hotmail cruisy underscore mate. It was my MSN log fucking thing, and um, and I'm stuck with it. But you know what? I'm kind of like glad that I sort of, now that I am uh, have, I don't know, I wouldn't say like a persona or a brand or whatever, but I just kind of got, I'm out there. Do you know what I mean? For the people yeah. to, 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 it's kind of like everything's uniform. It's like my, like even like things that I wouldn't even have thought about back in the day. Like when I created my PSN, it's cruisy underscore mate. Like it could have been like Jack Cruz 199784962. But I went with, I'm like, ah, I'll just go with cruisy underscore mate. And it's sort of worked out well. Instagram and all that shit's the same as well. Yeah. So stuck with the underscore. I contemplated getting rid of it, as I've said many times, but it's part of me now. It's inside of me. Uh, Whip, is there anything going on at the moment you want to pimp for the kids? Tell them where they can find your shit, all that uh, good stuff. Yeah, you can always find me on Twitch or Twitter, which, uh, as you said, is with Flash on Uh But also on Super Hype Train. Uh, you know, if you're running out of games to play, check us out. See if we've got something interesting. Yeah, good. Absolutely. Make sure you head on over to uh, iTunes, Twitch, check out with Flash, with Flash 191, uh, and Super Hype Train, all that shit. Give them a subscribe, leave them a review. Uh, remember, it helps get the word out. Um, while you're over there, leave one for us as well. It's, it would very much be appreciated. Next week, I will be joined by TBC. As in to be confirmed. I haven't lined up a guest yet um, because uh, I originally wanted the uh, one of one of my other favorite people in the world, Salim the Dream, Abraham, um, to come on. But he has got uh, life stuff, real life things to, to do um, and is uh, working on some pretty special stuff. So um, my dear friend Salim will not be available and I forgot to update the, the thing and find someone in the meantime. But uh, give, us, give us a bit of time. Salim will be back. Uh, in all due course but if you've got a question for myself uh, yeah, or whoever my TBC guest is remember you can email us it is what it is at 8bit.net if you've got a question like Wes like George B like Saskia did please make sure you head on over leave us a, uh, leave us an email you can tweet us at the tweeters like I said and um, and just yeah interact it's good we like it. it makes me happy and if you enjoy listening to me babble on you can hear me Every Wednesday night over on twitch.tv slash Podcast with the lovely Nato Johnson, who you might remember from episode two of this show. Nato and I are taking the helms of the famous You Game Bro podcast. So if you want to hear us talk to uh, interesting people in the gaming media space, please make sure you head on over to twitch.tv slash Podcast. Check it out on iTunes as well. It'll be going live every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So please do come and check that out. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. 
this morning, Whip. Yeah, it's been awesome talking to you. Appreciate you coming on. Until next time, friends. It is what it is.